before I go on with my presentation, showing the slides and talking about the work, I just want to remind ourselves the importance of sharing the good news, the importance of Christ's command for each of us and the wonderful gospel that he laid in our laps, why he decided to call us his ambassadors and representatives for the rest of the world, why he chose us to be witness to a shining light, his feet and hands, I don't know. I really sometimes wonder, a sinner like me, unworthy person, who was born as a Dalit in India, who meant nothing in that caste, completely rejected, neglected, yet who chose a person like me to stand for Christ. Redeemed by his precious blood, it was shed for the whole world. And the eternal hope that we embrace and hold on to, knowing that someday that we're going to live with Christ forever. Born and raised in India, day in and day out, we see people searching for truth, shaving their heads, rolling on the streets to find mercy from God or gods. Walking on the knees, shedding the blood, hitting themselves, shouting, sacrificing, even to the point of drinking cow's urine. I shared a picture with my friend who's sitting here yesterday, he couldn't believe it. They're actually selling in the stores as something that would give you, purifies you, cleanses you. The reason that I'm saying here I don't want to hear this word when you hear stuff like this. Holy cow. I'm telling you, this is when I first heard, when I went to Bible school, somebody said, holy cow. It's like, what? It is very serious and crazy stuff that's happening out there because of not knowing the truth that we have. And and the darkness that is out there, the people only who have been delivered, who has that experience, the born again experience, who has that connection with Christ, who confessed their sins and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, can say, yes, I am delivered. I don't have to sacrifice. I don't have to pay. Christ paid the price. The beautiful thing about it is, when you and me, are touched by the Christ himself, his experience, his wonderful light into our hearts, something happens to us that we can't keep quiet, that it doesn't 
it, 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 it doesn't compress in our hearts and say, no, 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 I don't want to be selfish. And this is for everyone. And that responsibility is for those who follow Christ. This is the beautiful thing that John the Baptist witnessed. It's a wonderful word, wonderful reminder that... Let me just read that um, in um, John chapter 8, verse 11. I mean, sorry, 12, because we all know. It's interesting. Somewhere I read this, you know, what, what does it take for, for a person to live, to have life? Just generally speaking, I mean, I guess they did all the survey and asked many, many people and they came up with these four things. Number one, air, light, water, and food. That's what keeps us going. That's physically, obviously, and now we're talking about the spiritual side of it. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Also, let me read the other two verses from John 1, John's Gospel, first chapter 3 and 4. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not understood him, understood it. There came a man who was sent from God, his name was John. He came to witness, testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and th through the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Oh. That's what people need to know. The right to become his children takes just the trust and the belief. Again, before we see the slides from India, I want to thank you for having me and your big heart for to see the other world, other side of the world, and to be able to spread that light wherever we can as the Lord opens the doors. Um, just a bit small details about myself. I am, uh, was, like I said, I was born and raised in India and, and I came here to the United States. I had, like most of the young people in India, in those days anyway, had that desire to just get out of the country, go to Australia, England, US, some of those 
countries where you can make big bucks. And I had to, I had the opportunity, I developed that desire and, and I happened to receive that opportunity. So I just came here and just mind my mind, just all the green stuff. I don't know what that is. You call that dollars or something? Every day I used to think about it. It's like, how can I make money here? And I didn't care. I was working so hard here. I was, I didn't even took off for Thanksgiving because it didn't mean much to me anyway. And as I was doing that, God really spoke to me and he really had to work on me to make me realize that I need to work for him, go and preach the gospel to my own people. My grandfather was first one who came to know the Lord through a missionary and, and he broke the chain of Hinduism and amazingly God saved him because he was searching here and there, went in, going to temple to temple, did all his rituals. But towards the end, my grandma said, why don't we try one more God since we tried all these gods? And that was, in those days, it was a foreign God because it was a missionary who came from Canada. So they knocked the door and they heard the gospel there and from then on, he left that Hinduism and all those rituals and somehow God started using him to preach the gospel. Then my father, when I started realizing, going to the meetings with my father, I never wanted to become a preacher or a teacher or anything to do with that because of the persecution, because of the hardness over there in India. I saw it with my own eyes, you know, how people hated my father and how they just didn't care about us and always pushed back and I didn't want it that growing up, eight, nine years old. Then somehow I ended up at Bible school at Rosedale Bible Institute and uh, I wanted to run away from it. I tried all I could to just get out of there. But something happened one day that I was, when I first came I thought, how in the world you guys live here with this cold weather? And I had roommate in, in the winter time, I mean, I would wait till he goes to sleep and then I would turn the heater up so high. And he would get up in the middle of the night and he would turn it so down so low and I would be so cold. And when I was fighting with this of getting away and making money and all of that, God spoke to me. And that day I remember I was basically sweating even in the winter because God really touched my heart and thereon and my thinking was different. I had a dream of driving at that time in 90s, early 90s, Toyota Corolla. For some reason, my cousin who was living in the States bought a brand new car and giving me a ride. I said, oh, someday I'm going to get this. Yeah, someday, just on our last trip, somebody sold me the Toyota Corolla for 500 bucks. It took 26 years to fill that dream. <laughs> God's amazing grace through his mighty power and, and, and guidance and with his hand, somehow God opened the door for Good Life Ministries to work. Again, 80% of the population are Hindus and the rest of them are Muslims and other religions and Christianity fits in there somewhere among the two to four percent 
of the population. We do have close to 1.5 billion people. Talking about the people, it's like in cities, I think there are calculated around 400 people per square kilometer. And uh, by the way, my in-laws, my wife comes from the United States. I met her at the Bible school in that area and we moved to India 26 years ago. Her folks live in Montana. And when I go there, I had to Google it. The population, three per square mile. Well, we have. So I just want to tell you that India is a big field. And uh, we will look at some of the pictures and hopefully this will give you an idea of how God is at work. And um, let me see. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> Zach comes to rescue. <laughs> I do some magic, but this is kind of different magic. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this morning he was kind enough to come. Usually my son or my wife come, helps me with this technical stuff and I told Zach this morning, please, <laughs> would you mind coming? And so he was early here and then helped me out to download some of the stuff and I appreciate that very much. Um, sure, yeah, that's fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, thanks. Um. Oh. All right, let's. Okay. All right, let's do it. Well, Zach is here. Yeah. This is our vacation Bible school before COVID. Um, just wanted to see how hungry the children are and their excitement to come to vacation Bible school. And anybody thought about the seatbelts there? So we gathered up children during the holidays, during the festival of Hindus and a lot of children um, decided to choose to come to uh, our services or Bible schools. A lot of cute children right? I used to be cute too. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, it's amazing, no matter who they are, just to let them know that God loves them and they don't have to sacrifice anything to go to heaven because Jesus, kids can catch that. Children can understand. Just put an idol in front of them. Deep down in their hearts, they know that's not the right thing to do. But they are in that clutch system, caste system, in that religion. 
And here we at Good Life chose somehow God laid us additional heart, I guess, or towards the children because we believe that India needs the future church. They are the future church and they need to have the freedom to hear the good news of Jesus Christ in spite of the opposition from the parents. And that's what we believe. And then why children? I bet I can ask you questions. How many of you accepted Jesus under the age of 15? Probably in one church, I had 80% of the people say, yes, at seven or eight or 10 or 12. When they are young, before the idol worship, politics, religion gets into their minds and heart, it becomes harder. Why? Why else? If we don't get them, there are others, Hindus and Muslims out there to get them. Imagine the, I don't know how many of you do the, um, uh, know about India and, and, and what goes on over there, but we have a government that is pro-Hindu. So it's not like here that we have the freedom to do whatever we want to or share the gospel, particularly when it comes to the ministry. So we are excited, even in spite of all the opposition, in spite of all the challenges, God still is at work opening the doors for us, otherwise we would not have this kind of a gathering. We started out with four children in our home when we first got there. God has blessed us with the team and thousands of children in these meetings make commitments to follow Christ and we personally counsel them and our staff takes care of them and then we go into um, um, this one, what we call Good Life Clubs, where all the children who made commitments at the VBS and we, wherever the opportunity is there, that's a typical village. How does our Good Life Club work? Sometimes we don't have a place like here or church, just we meet in the sheds or open area or fields, wherever we can, for just to give the opportunity for the children to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Once a week, at least. it gives you a, an idea of what we do at GLM Good Life Ministries for these children who are really wanting to know who the real God is who they can really worship where they can know how to go to heaven and all of these children know there is nothing in those idols in those rituals. In fact, we also believe through these children, we can reach the parents. And many of the parents came to know the Lord. It's amazing if you give them the piece of paper to color, just to draw out of the Bible lesson. They get so excited. I walked into some of these children's home. They hung those crafts on the walls and that's their precious thing. That's something that they can remember, memorize those scriptures. And that's like a wall hanging for them. It's just a piece of paper. And I, 
know, we do puppets and, and, and sometimes they kind of uh, break the ice in those streets, those villages. Uh, those are homemade puppets with the make-do puppet stage. But still, kids love it, kids enjoy. I mean, you know, that's something that we believe we can share, brighten up their lives. And they're praying and asking God to... In fact, many of these children pray for their parents. And they try hard to share the gospel with the parents. And that's, again, because of the COVID, we couldn't gather up all the children like we did a couple of years ago, 20,000 some children. But God opened the doors otherwise that we were able to have small vacation Bible schools, individual ones in each village, and we were able to have the vacation Bible school for in over eight, 568 villages, to be exact. All those villages, something, some light started shining through vacation Bible school, and we are all excited about it. And, and that's just picture of me with the children there. Lot of planning and gathering and putting the lessons, music goes into the vacation Bible school. All of those lessons that you're seeing, one pack of lessons for each village. And, and these children just wait to get these flashcards, the Bible lessons and the crafts. And, and we also started doing online teaching that's me with my object lessons and it's, that's the team that does it so we can put it uh, so the teachers can and the children can have an access. Um, we do a lot of training and as you can see on a motorcycle, that's why the packages for Vacation Bible School lessons and, and the things, crafts, go on those motorcycles into the rural remote villages of almost 500 some or 600, close to 600 villages. So that's how any way they can find and gather, doesn't matter, 10 children, 12 children, many of our vacation Bible schools happen because nobody's willing to give the space for the vacation Bible school. Sometimes it's on the streets. And we got in trouble a couple of times, but children walk around the streets, sometimes in the village, just sharing the gospel, speaking the God's word, singing songs, and many parents make curious. Some parents, of course, stop it or are against it, but in spite of all of that, it's just a graph how God has blessed, how we started out first VBS with 800 children, and now 55,000 plus children were able to hear just in last January, which we want to praise God for, and now we're doing a, the follow-up work Talk about the team building. This is me and my friend and my children, two of, two of my children um, back in the day. Um, that was my team and slowly started building the team. Amazingly, the children who attended our VBS, now they are growing up and turning around and they are becoming 
the teachers themselves and giving back to God. And that's the beauty of it. And that's why we are able to, and these are all once the Vacation Bible School children or Kids Club children. They grew up and every year God is bringing more and more young people as teachers and volunteers to reach into those villages. And uh, this was a couple of years ago, we had 2,000 children, I mean, sorry, teachers and volunteers who volunteered to teach and have vacation Bible schools and help with the vacation Bible schools. Um, so just last vacation Bible school, we were able to train 3,000 teachers and volunteers. Government and the radical groups, Hindus are cornering every church in India. They're making so many restrictions, and I'm sure you will hear some of those news, even to the point of persecution. Burning the churches, killing the pastors, vandalizing churches. A couple of times I was pushed out and slapped on the face, even to the point of spit on my face. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is, really, to tell you the truth, the need, the urgency, the desire of the people and the children and the young people who wants the truth. Because they know they have been in that caste system and their religion for the longest time. All they are looking is for the deliverance with all respect and humbleness that I say that we are blessed to be able to bless others who are searching for truth. And thank you, church. Please, our focus, our goal is not to stop, but keep on as the Lord allows us, provides us, provides the means to do that, and which he's been faithfully doing. Otherwise, we would not be able to reach 50-some thousand children. And our goal in the fight to next like, seven years, we're planning with the team, able to reach one million children. See, almost half of the population are children in India. And what government is not realizing is, if they can stop the church, they think they can stop the Christian work. And good life clubs is what we see, a small church popping up in those villages. The children are being planted by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they will stand up with God's grace for Christ in a country that is close to the gospel, like India. We believe it, and we ask you to pray. Thank you so much. I would love to share lots of slides, but because of the time. You know what? One of the reasons that I'm not sharing is because maybe some of you might want to join us for the banquet. <laughs> I'll bring my other tricks. Blessings to you guys, and thank you. Would you have any questions about anything? I want to leave that open to you all.
and if there is something that you would like to know or have a question before I turn the time over to Brother Ray, Ray here. Um, yes. They used to. We have uh, a brother or so who came over that's sitting in the audience. Um, but what happens, Leon, right? Uh, yeah. Um, so what happens is, is we have teams come over, you know, particular, during that particular time uh, for short-term missions, uh, but not as much as long-term because of the restrictions that we have, the language issues and you know, food and the culture. But we do encourage young people that, and because I've seen that many of the people who attended our VBS or you know, helped with the VBS or just in the ministry in general, um, did made a difference even for us and for themselves also because when I come over here, hey Sam, you know, we're starting a kids club over here too, you know, that type of thing. But again, it's all teamwork and I believe that we can work together to make some of the things happen. Um, you know, down the road, if everything, you know, the, with the COVID and all of those things, with the restrictions, if things go well in the future, I would love to have your church send a small group or young people come over and help us. And that will be a blessing. Um, yes, brother. Yeah, I, I saw the little brochure over there on the poster and and uh, that man looked so familiar to me I was like oh is that? yeah <laughs> as I walked in it's like greeting myself um, so yes please join us and support us and we would be delighted to have you and it's going to be at Shady Pill I believe and uh, I don't have to talk about their good food right <laughs> But it'll be a blessing, I think, uh, just to see you over there and, 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 and join us for that. Yes, Glenn. Yeah, um, I don't know how many of you heard this caste system. Um, but I think if you heard about the holy cow, you should be able to hear the caste system because the caste system is what produces the holy cow. <laughs> Uh, but either way, it's, it's the caste system, you know, there's a couple of theories that are there. It's all, again, pointing out to the religion. Um, somehow, this Hindu religion takes the form of a human and says, those who are born from the head of that image are the priests, and that's a caste. And they are the ones who run the temples, preach, teach, do the rituals. And that particular class was born from the head of that image. And from the mouth, all the businesses, you know, restaurants and all of those things goes on like that. For me, I was born, I guess in their sense, I was born from the feet. Bring him over here, they'll freeze to death. I mean, like, you know, didn't come out right. Okay, so did you get the point? I mean, like, that's how they, they evaluate the system, caste system. So the 
Dalits who are untouchables are the ones that we take mostly, give them voice, give them chance, put them in our schools. We have boarding schools. Amazing transformation happens. Some of these slum children going back to their slums and starting the ministry, and that's what excites me. And, uh, and I was going to show some slides, but save it for the next time. <laughs> uh, anymore. I do have a couple of uh, announcements in... I, um, it's, uh, it's just a little brochure. Um, today, uh, we have 418 kids clubs that run every week. Just basically feeding them with God's word. That's all we do. Um, but it does cost. Um, we figure around a quarter per child per week. So most of our vacation Bible schools are 50 to 60 children. So we figure around $50 would help us print materials, train teachers. I do a lot of training. And also provide them with the crafts. And really, you are impacting 50 to 60 children every week if you just sponsor one club. You don't know what these children will do in the next five years. If you don't, I can stand here and tell you what they will become, what they will do. They basically are the ones who turn around and persecute the church. Join the radical groups, join politics, Listen to those guys whoever says that Christianity is not our religion, foreign religion, it's a low caste religion, whatever they say. So we want to get them, we want to share God's love with these young people. So please, if God leads you, pick up one of those still, I mean, if, and pray for them. And uh, I think uh, Karen uh, and Glenn would have more information on on those, and we do have brochures and these stuff. I will give you a little bit more information. Thank you so much. Uh, if you don't have any questions, Brother Dave, God bless.